Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. Well, when Pastor Chris asked me to preach, um, he gave me three dates, and I said, Chris, I just can't do that, but I can do one. So I picked the date, and then I said, what do you want me to preach on, or about whom, or give me the scriptures? And all Pastor Chris said, am I in trouble again? I don't know what she's got. Chris said to this to me, Heather, just cover everything you know about prayer. And so I don't know that I can do that, but I'm going to try. And we, Rebecca's bringing something here, so I'm going to pause for just a minute. Yeah, because I my hands and she's checking me out here it's fine thank you well if you can't hear me then see Rebecca So according to an old favorite book of mine, uh, maybe some of you have read it and probably most of you haven't because it goes back to the 1940s. Frank Laubach, uh, in a book written in the 1940s, said this, and his book is titled this, Prayer is the mightiest force in this world. We sometimes forget that, and we are going to go into that just a little bit deeper today. Going to do some review of what is prayer, and probably this is repeat for many of you, but I want to just get us all on the same page. And by the way, it's good to see all of your familiar faces, and even some that aren't. So, it's good to see you all. When we pray, God listens. And he answers. It's a two-way conversation. He listens all the time. And we sometimes listen. And seldom listen. We just sometimes just shoot up our prayers and say that's good. Sometimes when he answers our prayers, he says yes. Sometimes he says no, and sometimes he tells us to wait. I believe a lot of you who have been receiving each one of those uh, answers and sometimes we get a little frustrated. But we have to remember that he is God and we are not. 
and he knows what's best for us. He has plans for each one of us, the little ones and the old ones, like me with gray hair. His plans uh, may be a little different, but they're always good. There are many kinds of prayer, and I'm not going to go into all of them, but I'm sure that many of you are very familiar with most of them. Meditation, intercession, confession, repentance, all forms of healing prayer, which I love to teach on. And of course, the biggest one is receiving Jesus for our salvation. First Thessalonians five sixteen to eighteen. I'm not sure if that's coming up, but I'll I'll read it the way I have it. Oh yeah. Here we go. This is a this is a scripture that's followed me since I was a young girl when I first accepted Christ at thirteen. And I always had questions and now I have a few answers. But the scripture reads like this. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstance. For this is God's will in Christ Jesus. Now we're going to look at this small scripture just a little deeper. And we want to look and see what the Word of God is really saying. Be joyful always. How can we be joyful always? We realize that God is omnipotent. God is constantly with us. Even in troubling circumstance. This it tells us that um, we are under his authority and under the blood of Jesus. It also helps us sense the incomparable joy that God has for us. And when we are in his companionship, even the difficult situations and the suffering situations that many of us have experienced we can find his joy not the joy of the world it's a little different but the joy of knowing that Jesus is with us in the good times and the bad pray continually how do we do that Pray continually. Doesn't God know that we have work to do and kids to take care of and messes to clean up? We need all of us, no matter what stage of life we're in, to spend time with Jesus each day. He knows our problems, He knows our needs. And when we present to him some of our problems and requests and praises, 
There's much more he wants to give us. How do we pray continually? It can be verbal, though people might think you're talking to yourself. But it can be verbal. But sometimes it's just thinking. He's always with us. We're always in his presence. And sometimes when those emergency prayers come up, if we're praying continually, either in our minds or verbally, he's just right there with us. We don't have to wait. We don't have to pace ourselves, find where God is. He's right there with us. And even those short prayers where we say, Jesus, help. As simple as that, he's there with us. Give thanks for everything is the next line. And if our minds are set on the Lord each day, we're able to thank him regardless of the situation that we're in. That's because we know that he is with us. He's not against us. He will work everything out for good. It may not seem like that right away, but over the years, you'll see how God has moved in your life and created good, holy time for you and your family. When we begin each day with the word of God and in prayer, we are reminded of his instructions, his promises, and we're reminded of his care over us. Try it. It really works. God is real. And he loves us, each and every one. The next is, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We remember when we pray the Lord's Prayer, just like we prayed here. And Jesus' disciples came and said, how do we pray like you do, Jesus? We see you going up on the mountain and praying to God the Father. And remember in that Lord's Prayer, it says... Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's God's will that we want. Sometimes we even forget that God doesn't always do things the way we want him to. But we want his will. We remember that there were many times recorded in scripture that Jesus himself went to the Father for directions. Jesus went on the mountaintop to talk to the Lord and ask for direction, encouragement. Jesus did what his Father commanded him. 
and I ask each one of us should we do any different if you think a prayer now imagine if you will or think with me anyhow think of prayer as the breath in your lungs think of prayer as the blood that throws, flows through your body and into your heart we remember that we don't have to do anything to breathe or let that blood throw, flow but it's always going on I want to ask you to consider having that continuous flow with the Lord and always going on within you. Usually, if you're like me, we're too busy. When we prepare to meet the Lord with scripture or with prayer, there's usually something going on, even coming into church. I had to sit in the parking lot for a little bit, finish my coffee, and ask the Lord, okay, prepare my heart to go in and give this message on prayer. Well, we don't always have that extra time. I encourage you to make it. Whether you've had a disagreement with your spouse or your kids spilt milk or, or whatever's happening, stop at the door before you come in to church and ask the Lord to open your heart and prepare to receive what God has for you. Whether it's through the worship whether it's through the message, whether it's just through fellowship with other believers. God has something for you if you take time to stop, to look, to listen to him. We can always stop and ask for help. In prayer, we surrender to the Lord. We surrender our own plans. Yes, we probably have many needs, but uh, we, re we prepare ourselves to hear from the Lord. Yes, God does speak if we want to listen. Sometimes we don't want to hear what he's got to say. Sometimes we want him to hear us, but not the two-way conversation. God inhabits the prayers of his people when we pray for the congregation, when we pray for the world, or whatever's going on, he hears. So, why would we not 
want to hear what he's saying back to us? That's a negative question, but I want to ask you. Do we only want it our way? We're not God. He is. I want to remind you of uh, Solomon and his temple. When he finished the temple, we're going to read Second Chronicles 7, 14 to 16. I think this is going to be up there. Um, Solomon had worked and he had finally finished the temple and these are the words that he heard when he finished if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open, my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. In this place I have chosen and I consecrate this temple so that my name will be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. These are the words of the Lord to Solomon. But I think this is a word to his church today. So today I would like to add to prayer, praise and worship. And just see how this will welcome Jesus into this sanctuary, his sanctuary, no, where, no matter where it is, and also into our own lives. Let's look at praise. Most of the Psalms are just full of praise and worship. The use of singing and praising with our voices and our own instruments. And I love the fact that we're having a instruments. I mean, that's a holy thing. It's fun, but it's a holy thing. So Psalm 56, 16 and 17, I don't think these will be on the screen, but I've copied them down anyway. Psalm 56, 58, 16, and 17. It says, I will sing of your strength in the morning. I will sing of your love. For you are my fortress, my refuge in time of trouble. You are my strength. I will sing praises to you. O God of my fortress, my loving God. Another in Psalm would be 68.25 when they sent the singers and worshipers ahead and they came after the musicians and with them the maidens were playing on their tambourines. Verse 32 says, Sing to the Lord, O kingdoms of the earth. Praise the Lord. 
Psalm 50, 95, 1 and 2, come and let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout the Lord to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Verse 6 says, come. The invitation has always been there. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Psalm 100 is, shout for joy to the Lord, all you earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. These are all invitations to come. I give you that invitation to come and worship the Lord. When we come, we don't just sing songs. Those words and those songs are an invitation from the Almighty to come and worship him. The songs are beautiful. The music is beautiful. But pay attention to the words and what you're asking of the Lord. Now let's look at worship. I've looked a lot at worship. I love to worship the Lord. In definition, it's uh, an attitude of your body. Bowing down in spirit and in truth. Dancing before the Lord is mentioned in many places as an act of holy worship. Romans 12.1 reminds us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. And this is an act of our spiritual worship. In Isaiah 6, which I won't read at all, but you might look at that in that holy context of bowing low before the Lord in holiness in his presence. Psalm 66, 1 to 4 is shout. It's okay to shout if you shout with joy to the Lord. Shout with joy to God, all you earth. Sing to the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. The earth bows down. To you they sing praises to you they sing praise to your name when you get to Hebrews 19 to 25 we're talking about we're being invited to his throne of grace and it we're going to end Psalm with um, Psalm 150 I'm going to read 1 through 6. Praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his act of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him for the something, the sounding trumpet. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him 
with the strings and flute. Praise him with the class of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath play, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's our invitation. And we have a choice whether to accept it or not. I'm going to do a paraphrase or to put this all together and to remember that God's power um, accompanies prayer and praise and worship. And it's out of 2 Chronicles 20. You probably are familiar with it. Um, about Jehoshaphat and the battle he had with the Moabites and the Ammonites. And it may be a familiar one. I, if you want to go home today and read it for yourself, I encourage you to do that. But I'm not going to read all the scripture together. I'm just going to tell you the story. Remember that the Moabites and the Ammonites were coming against Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat was outnumbered. He was alarmed and proclaimed a fast. He inquired of the Lord. That means he asked the Lord for help. And the Lord responded and said to him, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged for the battle is not yours it is God's and then Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing and praise the Lord saying give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever it's God's love that endures forever. Jehoshaphat bowed down low with his face to the ground and the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. They began to sing and to praise the Lord and the Lord himself set ambushes against the Ammonites and against the Moabites and he rose up against the men of Mount Seir when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooked the desert the battle had already been won won with praise and worship and they did not have to lift their swords because God had fought the battle for them. They entered Jerusalem, went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lutes and trumpets and dancing. And they carried off the plunder that was left. Jehoshaphat had asked God for help God fought the battle for them 
the fear of God came over the kingdoms and there was peace. Folks, there is power in prayer. There is power in praise. There is power in worship. When it's to honor the king in holiness, God hears our prayers. He responds according to his will. Now there's a question I need to ask each one of you. Ask you to ponder. I'm only here for one time so I can have a little liberty to do this, I think. When we come to praise and worship, when we come to worship our Lord in the service, in a prayer meeting, if we're worshiping the Lord, are we prepared to meet him? He wants to meet you each time you come. I encourage you to think about that. The next time I'm around, I'll ask you again. There are many kinds of battles going on. We know a few. Are we ready to put prayer the top place in our agenda? We have got some serious prayers scheduled for next week, but they should be scheduled for every day. Are we ready to put prayer and worship and praise in our daily agenda? We have an opportunity to pray for others around the world. Every place where there's strife and difficult things happening, horrible things happening, to join together with other believers around the world and pray. Remember that first word I said, told you, I fervently believe prayer is the mightiest force in the world. Are you ready to use it? I want to just ask you to pray with me before we go to communion. Lord God, we come before you. You know each of us. You know our difficulties and you know our needs. But I pray that we would turn to you no matter what is going on in our lives and join other believers throughout the world to ask you to come and intervene in the things that uh, disturb us. Lord, we know 
that you hear our prayers I ask you Lord Jesus that you would encourage us to turn our ears to you and away from the world I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and God's Holy Spirit Amen